What's up, guys? You're tuned in to The Scoreboard with your hosts, Michael Hill and Ryan Kay. Check them out every Tuesday night right here on Podomatic Radio. The best part of your day via podcast. What's up, everybody? It is December 4th, 2023. You guys are listening to the scoreboard brought to you by Anchor. This is a place where two bros talk about sports, pop culture, and everything else in between. You guys could have been anywhere else in the world, but you're here with us. And for that, we appreciate you. We're your host of Heartbreak here, Michael Hill and the RK Ryan K. How you doing, my man? I'm doing good, man. Doing good. Just uh, just got off work. Um, I got my day off looming tomorrow, which is nice. Um, you know, just kind of just chilling. You know, for the most part, just, you know, been reading, been just doing all kinds of random shit, trying to keep occupied. Mm-hmm. You know, that second shift life um, kind of like, a, which say if you, if you don't work anything other than first shift, you it's you kind of don't understand. But like, you understand there's like a weird kind of like isolation that comes with that, which can be productive and can be good because it gives you time to do things. But it also kind of is bad because you don't always get to see people all the time so you know like i said i've just been kind of trying to keep productive yeah yeah exactly so i'm just trying to keep occupied you know i'm probably going to get some christmas shopping done this weekend you know i got a few i got quite a few people left to buy for so Mm -hmm. you know like i said i already got my pops taken care of but you know i gotta i gotta get my sister and my brother-in-law my uncle and his two kids and after that you Mm -hmm. know everybody can fuck a duck so you know pretty much oh yeah shout out jay-z because this is his birthday today oh yeah it is jay-z's birthday today oh yeah oh day yeah man so what's your favorite jay-z album i mean the original blueprint's pretty hard to beat um that first that first joint fucking good as hell reasonable doubt yeah i mean it's fucking really good um what about you Mmm. Probably, probably Blueprint Two. Yeah, I mean, there ain't nothing wrong with that. That's a good fucking record too. So probably Blueprint Two and probably, probably Life and Times of Sean Carter Volume Two. Yeah, right on. Two and maybe three. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. I like Black albums. All right. Black Album's alright too. It gets an honorable mention for me, even though it was like very kind of a it was set up kind of to be commercial in some some aspects. Yeah, no, but it was it was a and, smart and, album. And it was and it was set up to be like, you know what I'm saying, like the end, but rappers never really retire. Yeah, exactly. So I said Kingdom Come was an underrated album too. I, I don't mess with Kingdom Come like that, but it had some okay songs on it. Yeah, like it was like uh, as far as like commercial, it wasn't all that great commercially. But, but like the 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 bangers that they had, like you know, what I'm saying banked. So yeah, so we have a we have an awesome show for you guys today. I said this is the last show of 2023 because I got some stuff to do next week, and 
we're going to be we're going to be answering your questions it's a lot of stuff that went on over the weekend and uh, you guys were asking about it we're going to be talking about the college uh, football playoff and in the uh, uh, aftermath of that but first we're going to get into these primetime nfl games with thursday night football which was a banger to start off the weekend with the cowboys and the seahawks yeah man uh that was a very tight game uh, deron bland got fucking toasted in that game, multiple by, times. By DK? Oh, yeah. He just got tore up. And Deron's had a really good year. Yeah. Stepping in for Trayvon Diggs. I mean, he's had a really nice year, but he got his ass toe up in that game. That, like I said, that was just a, that was just a mismatch, like, you know what I'm saying? Because DK met Metcalf is physically imposing. Yeah, he's Jeez. tough to guard, man. And Gino, Gino throws a good ball, man. Uh, but, yeah, like... Uh, Which is crazy because like, they had, like, this crazy stat, like... Of the games, like you know, so leading up to that game, DK's only had three touchdowns, and on that game, he had three. He had three touchdowns. Yeah, in that game by itself. So he's kind of had a quiet year. Yeah. Um. You know, but the thing is, like Dak Prescott played really well. Um. CD Lamb was just as unguardable on the other side of the ball. Um. Yeah. I, I think people need to start putting respect on that kid's name. I think a lot of people try to discredit him because he's a member of the Dallas Cowboys. CeeDee Lamb is one of the best receivers in the league. Yeah, he's very he's quietly just go home, get gets his. And I think that part of it is because people want to clown him for fucking um his fantasy stuff. Cause he randomly disappears in fantasy sometimes. But uh you know, again, like uh that, like I said, it was just a really competitive game. This is, might have been the best Thursday night football game of this year, and it might be the best one you see all year. 41-35, very competitive, back and forth. What, the best game you've seen this year? No, I mean like Thursday. Oh, the, I Your you best this, Thursday yeah. night game you'll see this year. Um, like I yeah, said, 41-35, very good, back and forth. I like it. That's not hard to clear because he's Thursday. Yeah, yeah, exactly. But this one's noteworthy because yeah. it was. this was a good game regardless of yeah. when it came on. You know, much less the Thursday night game because those are dog shit awful yeah. always. And this one was really, really fucking good. It was really entertaining. Uh, like I said, very back and forth. Um, I think the biggest difference in this game was just the fact that Dallas is a more complete team because the thing is, like, DK Metcalf caught all three of Geno Smith's passing touchdowns, yeah. whereas, um, Dak was able to just spread it around a little bit more. Mm -hmm. I think Brandon Brandon Cooks called a touchdown. Uh, obviously, CD caught one. I can't remember who caught the other touchdown. I think Tony Pollard had a touchdown. Yeah. So, like again, it was just more balanced scoring. Mm -hmm. While obviously the Seahawks are having to rely on Zach Charbonnet a little too much while Kenneth Walker's out. Because the thing is. That's a really balanced one-two running back dynamic. Yes. Sort of like how the Falcons have Bijan and Tyler Algier. Mm -hmm. That's a very balanced one-two running back situation. Mm -hmm. um, Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss. Yeah, that's a really good running back situation as well. But uh, like I said, you have a, you kind of have that going on. And uh, I think you, um, like I said, the Seahawks lose something not having Kenneth Walker there. Mm -hmm. And they're kind of waiting on someone to step up. Because Tyler Lockett's getting a little older. Yeah. Um, he's still solid, mm -hmm. but he's not... At this point, he's a number three. Yeah, exactly. He's, and a, I he's, think, a, he's and, a number three or a number four. And Smith and the Jigba has shown some flashes here mm -hmm. and there. So, like, again... Like I said, I think, the, I think the difference in what you're looking at is you're just looking at a more balanced team you'll, you'll, you'll see uh, Smith and Jigba jump out the gate year two I mentioned I think he'll take a step forward but I also think that like I said I, I think that that's part of it but I also think that because um, these two teams are actually like built kind of similarly mm -hmm. like if you stop and you think about it uh, they're trying to be defensive oriented they're trying to be um, run the ball they're trying to run the ball their quarterback play is pretty comparable pocket guys that can make plays on the boundaries uh, to extend play. Dak Prescott's played really well this year. Mm -hmm. um, we'll wait and see if that continues in the playoffs. We'll wait and see. Uh, I, saw, I just want to be petty right quick because I remember mm -hmm. said my man uh, Tariq Woolen I like, you know, got bench for I, I don't know who that who's that other corner that they got and 
and me and Jets Nation, we don't have a whole lot to talk. We don't have a whole lot to celebrate. But like people were le- legit fighting us, saying that this dude was better than Sauce Gardner. It's yeah. crazy. Yeah, I mean, Tariq Woolen's a nice player, but yeah, again, I just think that uh, I think that some of his deficiencies got it. NFL always stands for not for long. If they figure out a deficiency in your game, they will exploit it. So, um, you know, but. Like I said, man, this was a very entertaining game, up and down. Um, you know, there really, there isn't a whole lot to say about it other than like this damn good game. You know, hopefully you guys got to catch it. You know, uh, the Sunday game was the Packers Chiefs. Yep. Um, you know, Jordan Love is has uh, progressed really well the last couple of weeks. He has continued to show improved quarterback play. Mm-hmm. Uh, which I hate, obviously, because I'm a fucking Packer hater, and I will <laughs> slander them till the cows come home. But Jordan Love's playing very, like, playing a lot better. He seems to be processing a lot better. That is the youngest skill position group in the NFL. Um, their receiving core and tight end group is the youngest skill position group in the NFL, and they are seemingly putting it together and figuring it out. Mm-hmm. Um the Packers are probably about to fuck around and make the playoffs, honestly. They have to, I think the NFC North has three teams in the playoff picture because the Lions are winning the division, oh. and the Packers and Vikings have a 6-6 six and six record apiece. Mm-hmm. So they're both in it. Um, so it's a pretty competitive division. Um, yeah, Jordan Love, like I said, has played a lot, a lot fucking better. The other story of the night is always... Uh, you know, Mahomes and the Chiefs. Um, the fucking Chiefs skill position group is abysmal. Yes. Um, they're wide. They've had, and they were playing a third string middle linebacker because Bolton was hurt. And then another one of their linebackers got hurt. And they put in a third string guy to take snaps, which is insane. Way Walker was out too, right? Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It was nuts. And, uh, but yeah, like you look at the Chiefs and, uh, you know, there there was a there was also a play where um, at the end of the game where like there was a hail mary play that the Chiefs tried to throw. Yeah, I people tried to like cry about like, oh yeah, man, like they pushed off, like the Packers pushed off, and I'm like, here's the unwritten rule of hail marys. There are they don't call pass interference on those no. plays because every because of the nature of them. Yeah, because of the guy. Like basically, there's kind of a tacit agreement mm-hmm. that like we don't call pass interference on this play unless it's you tackle someone. Yeah, you quite literally and uh, they, they literally had an official on today, and they were talking about that play, and the official was like, "Yeah, like we never call pi." on that play unless you grab someone by their jersey and pull them all the way. Like, you have to pull them all the way to the ground. Yeah. But, like, there's going to be... Because what happens is you have about eight dudes standing in the end zone Mm -hmm. waiting on the football to drop, and everyone's kind of jockeying for position, and they're all going to be pushing off of each other. They get get a position. So, because of the nature of that play, no one ever calls P.I. Yeah. Because, again, and it's such a low percentage play that they kind of turn the other way on that in both directions. The offensive players get the benefit of pushing off. The defensive players get the benefit of pushing off to lobby for position to... Again, it's just the nature of that play. Mm -hmm. So... I think that you just have to kind of... Because, again, I saw some Chiefs fans kind of complaining about that, and I was like, listen, if you don't want that to be the case... You need to try to win the game before that kind of play yeah. is happening. It quite literally is. It's called the Hail Mary. It's or not it's because it's a prayer. Yeah. It's you're throwing up a prayer. It's not called the Hail Mary because it's a high percentage play. play. Quite literally, a couple years ago, Kyler Murray completed a play like that against the Bills to Nuke Hopkins. Yep. Nuke Hopkins very clearly pushed off the back of that guy. Yep. But they don't call that because it's such a low percentage fucking throw in play. And I want to say, like, the last one I seen before that, I want to say the Seahawks against the Packers. Yeah, again, it I is. Like, that was the one with Doug Baldwin was like, was like, I don't know. No, Gold, Golden Tate. Golden Tate. He was like, I don't know what you're talking about. Yeah, it was very obviously. He pushed off. He pushed yeah, off. They don't call that ever. 
They just don't. On that play, they do not call that shit. It's just plain and simple. Um, so, again, man, I just kind of, you just kind of uh, have. And, and the thing is, like, you know, the Chiefs are, uh, which is crazy because the Chiefs have a great offensive line. That defense is starting to come around. Uh, like, but their offense is, uh, like, is very stoppable. Just stop Travis Kelsey and, like, you dare. And the thing is, Travis Kelsey is starting to look very human. Yeah. Like, he still has some good moments, but he doesn't, he's not, like, He's not unguardable, world-beating good yeah. like he still was last year. Yeah, the age is starting to, the tread's starting to show on the tires. Yeah, he's good, but he's not that anymore. Uh, it's, it's one of those type of things. Like at this point, he's still very good, but uh, like he could benefit from having a number one receiver yeah, on exactly. the outside. Exactly. And the thing is, do I like Rasheed Rice? Yes. I like him, but he's dropped balls. Yeah. Um, the thing is, their whole uh, skill position group is just. They they're not good. They're just Mark Mark Marquez Valdez Scantling, same guy. Like yeah, I saw him make a great catch across the middle on a great throw that Mahomes had, where he stepped up uh, around pressure, and it's like cool. But MVS cannot catch that ball. He can't catch balls that are like normal, yeah. regular placed balls. Like he struggles like, with that. You know, Kadarius Tony. We don't even know what the fuck happened to him. Yeah, he's just he's a weird he's a weird cat. I saw Isaiah Pacheco. I like you know saying he's okay. But yeah, like, Pacheco and Pacheco's a great running back, but like again, he's he's a running back. Yeah, like again, we're talking about wide receivers. Like he like, like like game breaking wide receiver. He doesn't have any of those. Honestly, though, it would which is crazy. I like just for the mere fact, like you know, I like how much of an impact Juju Smith Schuster had. I didn't think they would lose that much when they lost him, but apparently. Yeah, it was just enough. It was just it was enough just to enough. kind of tilt the balance, balance. Uh, you know. He made enough plays to make you honest in the passing game, which opened up to everything for everything nah. everybody else. Yeah, I know. It was very it's crazy. Great. And the mere fact, like, you know, you were playing in Green Bay, and that's a very tough place to it play. It is. That's a tough place to play. Like, Absolutely. Um, except for anybody, whether they're good or bad. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. And, like, usually, like, you know what I'm saying, they, you, like, Packers usually get calls in Green Bay unless they're playing uh, Tom Brady. Because then, you know what I'm saying, Tom Brady gets calls in Green Bay. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Um, Monday night game, uh, the Bengals and the Jaguars. Yeah. Yeah, man. Freaking uh, Jake Browning for the Bengals put up a hell of a game. Um, very odd to see. Um, I went OT. Mm-hmm. Freaking Cincinnati won fucking. 34-31. Yeah, it's very, very odd. Um you know, it was a, like I said, that was a very entertaining game. Um, I let my prayers go out to Trevor Lawrence. I hope he's all right. Yeah, uh, yeah I'm saying. Um, but yeah, again, it just whole thing was very, very, very strange. Um, you know, the way I mean, because it was pretty, like I said, it's pretty, pretty just competitive game all around. I didn't get to catch as much of this game because I was at work, yeah, unfortunately, but uh. You know, like I said, I just I had a good time watching what I could see though. But uh, I like if, if if Trevor Lawrence is out for like an extended period of time, like you know, what I'm saying I didn't I didn't expect this team uh the to make it to the Super Bowl, but I did think they could make a run. I like you think that's kind of done and over with. Yeah, like I said, I i don't know man because again if trevor lawrence is out because again that ankle injury was a little oof, you know so he he was very frustrated um he was playing really well um bether did all right in his absence but yeah this team's because again i was thinking that this this was the team i was probably going to be pulling for in the afc this year in the playoffs but because uh, they're fun to watch um, them and the Texans are like the two really fun teams, in my opinion. The frisky kind of young teams. Oh, the young teams. I was about to say, I like watching the Ravens. Yeah, yeah. But, uh, you know, like I said, I just, I hated that fucking Trevor Lawrence. I hope that his ankle's not crazy, mm-hmm. out of whack. Um, you know, I hope he's looking at a bad time, too, because, well, I, I think they pretty much got the AFC South. I like, you know what I'm saying? I mean, it's, it's, I mean, the Texans are kind of lurking around They're that. Kind of lurking, but still. No, no. Like I said again, is that shit sucked, man. I like, and they're still jockeying for playoff position as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah like so. I said, I, that that was the worst part of the game. Again, just just Trevor Lawrence getting hurt again. The, for the for the season story and the story of the NFL, that's not good. And um, I like and like you know, so shout out to. Uh, wait a minute. What's that dude's name again? Browning? Yeah, Jake Browning for coming in after your, you know, Joe Burrow's hurt and you come in, you play, you play, play a good well. game. You play like, a good game. I'm pretty sure Zach Taylor is like, you know what I'm saying? I like, you know, is wiping off his forehead. You know what his uh, record is without Joe Burrow? Uh, as of today, it's like 5-24-1. Yeah, that scans. It, it, it's, it's pretty bad. Yeah, it scans, man. It's pretty so, bad, so. So, yeah. But yeah, entertaining game. Um, Hopefully y'all got to catch it again. Like I, I couldn't really, I didn't really get to watch as much of it as I wanted, unfortunately. You know. So, uh, so coming up next, the college football playoff is set. We also got the quote of the week. You guys keep a lot on the scoreboard on Anchor. King here at SB Auto Brokers in Greencastle, Indiana, and it's a beautiful day. If you don't purchase a car from SB Auto Brokers, we'll find you. We'll punch you in your face. You can't be saying that. Don't tell me out of freedom, man. Shit. If you purchase your next vehicle at SB Auto Brokers in the next 30 days, we'll give you $200,000 cash back. If you purchase your next vehicle at SB Auto Brokers, you'll be entered for a chance to win a free lift kit to a Hyundai Sonata. If you purchase your next vehicle at S&B Auto Brokers, I guarantee I'll stop smoking meth and punching your sister in her face. If you think I enjoy doing car commercials, you're out of your fucking mind. I forgot my hat that says I'd rather be fishing. If you purchase your next vehicle from S&B Auto Brokers, we'll build you a brand new house. And when we get the bus there and we tell them move that bus, we'll be like psych, because we ain't got that kind of money. If you purchase your next vehicle from S&B Auto Brokers, I'll take a shit in a sandbox and be like, Rawr. You can't say $200,000. Why can't I say $200,000? We don't have $200,000. You can't make these outrageous claims. Outrageous sells cars, bro. Trust me. Remember the name. S&B Auto Broker. Where you get Mercedes treatment with Dotson Credit. We don't care if you filed bankruptcy. We don't care if you're going through a divorce. I give two shits about how ugly you are. I'm Emory King. Keep me in mind next time you want to promote your business or your product. Tyrone, what you doing in Philly? I thought you was in Cali. Man, I was, but then they said we was having an earthquake, so I had to relocate. But come to find out, the only thing was cracking and shaking was your wife ass cheeks when I was fucking alone with that stuff. What's up, guys? This is the Scoreboard Quote of the Week, brought to you by nobody, because we're broke. This was supposed to be a segment dedicated to people that say amazing things. But as everybody knows, we'll focus on gems like this. I would, but uh, I know where that hand's been. And this. Studios, they make sure you ain't booty. Holy crap, I don't know who the hell we think we are. You couldn't stay off the weed. Playoffs? Don't talk about playoffs. You kidding me? Playoffs? I just hope we can win a game. So with that being said, here are my two favorite guys, HBK and the Arcade. Welcome back, everybody. It's that time. It's the quote of the week. For the last one of 2023, I'm going to let the Arcade go first. All right. So this is from one of my homies. I'm not going to put his name on the air. Okay. You like that. Because this is some hateful shit he sent me. I'll tell you who. You know this person. I'm going to tell you who it was on break. And we're going to have a laugh about it. But this dude, out of nowhere, said, bro, I ain't even got a problem with Taylor Swift. He goes, I'm sick of these wrecked-ass bitches posting bullshit selfies or other photos of them doing goofy shit. Talking about, in my blank era... Obviously, insert whatever clown shit item in the blank. Whether it's soft, yeah. Girl, hard he's like, girl. 
Bitch, the only era you're in is the same era you've been in for years. Your busted ass face is starved for attention and cock era. Basically. So, like I said, that's some vitriol that I could get behind. And I was like, and, <laughs> and I told him, I was like, bro, I said, it's never anything interesting. Girls never, never, never she's anything. Never like, she's never like, I'm in my phlebotomist era yeah. going to school. She's never, I'm in my cryptids era. No. I was like, it's just some mid bitch in a sundress. Basically. I was like, it's never interesting. It's always soft girl era. Yeah, get get better captions, get better ideas. Oh, like, so wait a minute. So I like soft girls. So that means y- y'all bitches are hard. Yeah. Y'all were never hard. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So, like, I, was I, said, like, I, t- I tell girls all the time, I'm like, look, man. I like, the only way I can, like, you know what I'm saying, like, take that seriously is if I see you in a fight with Ronda Rousey and I have to help Ronda Rousey. Yep. Basically. Yeah. Nah. Can't do it. Nah. But alright, so what 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 kind of heat you got for us? Huh. Speaking of like, you know, basic bitches, mine comes from Aaron Gordon. Okay. Yeah. Um Power Forward Aaron Gordon. Power forward Aaron Gordon. Okay. So, so like you said, somebody asked asked him what was uh, his was uh, no they asked him uh, talk about like a crazy date experience. He goes on telling him he said I went on a date, I went on a date with this one girl one time, and the last thing she had on her phone was Aaron Gordon's net worth. Oh no! <laughs> oh no, dog! That ain't worth a damn. <laughs> Dog, damn, going out sad, huh? That's pretty funny though. You're mad at her. Why? She just trying to get all the information. Fuck all that. Fuck all that. You know, like if if you're a basketball fan, you're like, and I'm pretty sure people have told you, like, you know, they make good money. They they make pretty decent money. Even the ones that you know, I'm saying that ain't got it like that make pretty pretty good. Yeah, you go hit up like Alan Crabb. You know what I'm saying? And you got a bag on. like Tristan Thompson. I, Tristan Thompson was able to get Chloe uh, Kardashian. So I like and, yeah. and Aaron Gordon to me is better than Tristan Thompson. You're gonna be okay. Yeah, man. You're gonna be okay. Oh man. Yeah. But something. Uh, but something that's like you know is not okay depending on who you ask. Like the college football uh, playoff is set. And a lot of people are well. I like a lot of people are happy, and a lot of people are upset. I like you know which spectrum do you want to go to go uh, go first? Well, here's the thing. So it depends on where you sit, right? It depends on how you sit and how you feel about stuff. So, um, for me, so if you look you look at it, it's like I think I think. If I'm not mistaken, it's Michigan's one, Washington's two, Texas is three, Alabama's four. Yeah. And I think, uh, then I think that Florida State's five. Florida State was five and Georgia was six. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. So here's the thing Mm -hmm. there was going to be somebody mad regardless. Mm -hmm. It is a flawed format. Someone's always going to get left out and somebody's always going to be mad. This is the first year where it's been really bad. Well, you could actually make a legit argument. Yeah, this is the first year where it feels like. All right, so I'm I'll, I'm gonna try to approach this as objectively objectively as I can and just state this is why you should feel this way if you're this fan. This is why you should feel your way if you're that fan. So if you're Alabama, you will go. We just beat the number one team in the nation who's off of a repeat uh, back-to-back national championships. We just won the SEC championship, beating that team in the SEC championship. Mm -hmm. So, obviously, you feel that the meritocracy lies in, hey, we just beat the number one team in the nation. We beat them in the championship game. Mm -hmm. And that's kind of your meritocracy for it, right? But weren't they, like, eighth, though? I don't remember how where they were. I, think, I don't. I don't remember where they were. I think, I think somebody said they were like they were like six, seven, or eight. I don't remember where they were sitting. I like. I remember Richard Sherman was talking about. They were like they were like eighth, I believe. So 
So like, so, you know, so you beat Georgia, like you know, say you leapfrog, like you know, saying five, six spots to yeah. get into the. I like, and it's one of those type of things, like you know, you have that argument, and you also have the argument on the other side where people are just like anything to get Alabama in because they always get this grace. It's, it's, more, it's on more than one occasion that like Alabama went to the college playoffs and they lost two games. So like you know what I'm saying they always get this grace. I like yeah. you know what I'm saying that everybody else. So basically, uh, if yeah. you're not one of those type of teams, you have to be undefeated. You have to win your conference. This, that, and the. But think about it like this: so your floor state, yeah, you did all those things exactly. Like exactly, you just did all those, yeah. Things. And it still didn't matter. It still didn't matter because it was Alabama. Yeah. So if you're if you're a power five conference that's not in the SEC, you are hopping ass mad. Yeah. Florida State shit. Dude, think about how upset Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis is on Twitter being like, I wish I had gotten hurt earlier in the season. Mm-hmm. He's like, I hate that. For yeah, he's like, he literally is like, this is my fault that we're not in. The-. That is a terrible thing to for feel. A child. Yes. This is a child. Yes. Keep in mind that, like, you know, he's a, you know, and I'm saying that as a 30 year old man. Yes. Like I'm, you know, again, and Jordan Travis isn't literally a child, but he's like a young he, man. He's a young man. He is a. That is a terrible thing for a young man whose crime was getting hurt. hurt. And his team got punished for him being hurt. And even though they still handled business, it don't matter how you do it. It depends on, like, you yeah. know what I'm saying? Like, you won the game. So if they would have lost the game, my, my thing is, if they if they would have won or lost, the same thing would have happened. So why even play the fucking game? They earned the right. They earned the right to. This isn't the fucking final. Mm-hmm. The, they earned the right. To be beaten, mm-hmm. at least, yeah, in the cor- in the semi, mm-hmm. they earned that right. Yes. Now, like I said, you can sculpt the argument however you need to, and like again, and if you're if you're thinking about it well in terms of like the quality of games, it's like, dude. I like, and people were going to bring up TCU. I like TCU beat a damn good Michigan team to, to even get, get to there. the national. Yeah, that happened the in the national championship. championship. That that ass whooping happened in the, the national, national championship. championship. TCU still got the right to be there. Yeah, they had the right to be there. They earned that right. Yes, that game was terrible, mm-hmm. but like they earned the right to that ass whooping. Mm-hmm. You know, they earned that. Like it, it wasn't like you know what I'm saying. Whenever uh, the Notre Dame fighting Irish, I want to say what Alabama, Alabama, yeah, I like you know say they like they didn't even have a uh, they they were independent. So uh, like you know that they didn't have no right that that wasn't even a uh, there wasn't even a playoff then that was still BCS. Yeah, like I said, man. Again, it's it's just tough to parse that out. Like your again, like I said, and, and keep in mind, like. How unfair is that to Michigan? Yeah. Michigan now has to play Alabama. Mm-hmm. You're the number one seed, and you have to play Alabama. That's crazy. That sucks. That felt, that feels really bad. And, and, and then also, you could also argue, in my opinion, you could have argued that Michigan gets bounced out. Mm-hmm. Instead of fucking Florida State, because the Big Ten's a terrible conference. Yeah, I don't give a fuck what anybody says. If you really want to, if you want a spicy, zesty take, yeah, from from me, mm-hmm. Michigan's the team that if you were going to take them or Florida State out, because the thing is, we know what's going to happen. Mm-hmm. Alabama's going to beat the shit out of Michigan. And it's not that Alabama's particularly good. Michigan's just not a good... The Big Ten is not a good conference, and Michigan is overrated, as is Ohio State. But th- this is me being a spicy take hammer. Yeah. Um, in all actuality, Michigan deserves to be there, too. Mm-hmm. Like, really. I mean, they took care of their business. They beat Ohio State. Mm-hmm. They fucking... You know, whatever. But again, the ACC, like... Head-to-head against the fuck it is has a better head-to-head record than the SEC does against them this year. Mm-hmm. The ACC is ten and seven against yeah. the SEC this year. So again, and I'm not even trying to be like, does anybody think the ACC is better than the SEC? No, 
But at the same time, there's a lot more parity in the conferences now. Most so, definitely. Like, who cares? And Yo, so, so let's not act like, you know, Clemson for like a six-year period was busting SEC's ass. Yeah, that's what I'm let's saying. Not act like, let's not act like that That wasn't going on. Yeah, I'm saying, man. So, like, again, you, you got to, like, you got to understand, like I said, I just feel like this sets a bad precedent, too. It's a bad precedent. Set. Look, I like that. It doesn't matter that you won your conference if a team is that, that we want to be in. And yeah, it just that's what it feels like. It also it also opens the door up, and like I said a few years ago, it's going to open up the door to an eight team playoff. It's yeah. going to open like now, like you know, saying with this going on, people are going to be wondering, like, should we expand it to like to eight teams? I felt like that should have been that way anyway, because I still feel like on any given day, the top eight teams can beat anybody depending on who they are. But with but that's why I said, like, you know, saying have have the top eight teams just for the mere fact it's going to be you guys are going to do it anyway. You guys yeah. are gonna do it anyway. So with this, at least with this, I like you know somebody like a Florida State can even compete because that like is it's like at this point you guys are moving the goalposts. You guys sit here and say, oh, you gotta do this, that, and the third, the same stuff you would have mm-hmm. you got penalized them for if they hadn't achieved. They did, exactly. and you still penalized. Yes, them for. exactly. And that, like I said, that's a bad precedent. The precedent of a quarterback getting hurt. You put you quite literally punished a team because there is no other justification for that and and they that literally was what the committee said they said jordan pratt travis is hurt and we feel that they're not as dangerous with them and if that's like well of course but at the same time honestly if you really want to spin that louisville was a top 15 ish team yeah and they beat them with a third string quarterback is that not impressive? Does that not speak to the merit of the team yeah. in question? The last time the Ohio State won a national title with Urban Meyer, I think Cardell like, Jones. Yeah. I like Cardell he, Jones was the third string quarterback. quarterback. Mm-hmm. I like his first his first uh his first start was a uh was against Alabama. Yeah. Beat them to go on to the national title. Yeah. I like you know and the thing is with that with that statement, all they're basically saying is this is just a money grab. Say we want we want the high profile teams. I like you know what I'm saying with the, with the best players and marquee players to be in our playoff because at the end of the day it's a fucking money grab. And Florida State as of right now doesn't generate no money without Jordan Travis. That's basically what they're telling you, without telling you. Yeah, <laughs> because like you know that that's so that's that's kind of crazy just for the mere fact. I like that didn't I like that didn't stop Ohio State because they were Ohio State. So what? So what's di- what? Like what's the difference? Yeah, like what is the difference? I like it's it's crazy. I like because and, and this is why people hate Alabama just for the mere fact anything to get them in. They get so much grace, so much. And like to be honest with you, they haven't even really looked all that impressive this year. To be honest with you, yeah. To be honest, like they're coming on, they're coming along, like you know, what I'm saying coming along late. But I like hell, they still could have almost lost that game to Georgia. Their quarterback isn't that good. <laughs> yeah. I'm not a fan of Jalen Milrow. I think that's his name. I'm not a fan of Jalen Milrow. So, but like, if I'm a Florida State fan, I am sick. I, I think like they play. I think they play like in a Rose Bowl. But that to me, that just seems like a consolation prize. I like it's uh, it's like you said. It's, it sets a bad precedent, and I feel like you know with them saying that. For me, that's weak. It's a cop out, and basically well, just they, telling me that it's a money grab. I'm, I'm gonna, I'm gonna tell you what they were actually hoping would happen. They were banking on Georgia taking care of business, mm-hmm. and they wouldn't have to make that decision. Like, oh, well, Georgia's gonna beat Alabama, and then it just takes care of itself, and then we don't have to make a decision on mm-hmm. that. Then, sure enough, it unfurled the way it unfurled, and then they did have to make a decision on it. And they're like, well, shit, uh, we need to make sure an SEC school's in because that's better ratings, and the game qualities will probably be better, and the championship game quality will probably be better. That was Because in their head, they're probably looking at Alabama-Texas rematch. That's probably what they're thinking. Or they're thinking Washington-Alabama national championship. They're thinking something along those lines. Yeah. Washington-Alabama or Texas-Alabama rematch. That's what they're thinking. It's fucking shitty, man. It's really shitty. Again, you're an undefeated school, and you win your conference. You win like quite you a few game, games against ranked teams, like and you your did. quarterback gets hurt, and then here you are, and, like you, and you get fucked over yeah. because of the committee's ulterior motive of making sure an SEC school is there, but also 
the committee trying to ratings fix and also a player getting injured. Yeah. It's just really shitty. It is shitty. You know? So I don't know. is is all I is. Yeah, if I was a Florida State fan, I'd be mad as fuck. Genuinely, I'd be I'd be fucking I, I'd be upset because at this point when you see this stuff, it's just like, what's even the fucking point? <laughs> yeah. What's the point? Yeah, exactly. I say y'all just gonna y'all just gonna screw us. Cause like, you know, you gotta think about it. A team like that. Because most teams that even have a chance, they even have a chance to get into the playoffs, have to do what Florida State did. You got to run the table, be undefeated, win your conference. Mm-hmm. Just even get consideration. Just yeah. even get consideration. And, like, you know what I'm saying? The mere fact, like, you know, say you got bumped like that, like, it's crazy. I like good luck because you didn't beat Louisville in, like, you know what I'm saying, spectacular fashion. I like that they didn't beat Georgia in spectacular fashion. I like, you know, they're in that game, the conference games, for a freaking reason. Yeah. It's it's so stupid. It's so stupid. Uh, Coming up next, I say your questions are in, and we cannot wait to answer them. You guys keep locked on the scoreboard on Anchor. Yeah, your name is the time, bro. Man of the people, what they in line for? Main attraction, remember when I was sideshow and waiting for something to go viral. I tried to tell them it was written. I tried to tell them I was different. I tried to tell them I was itching. I tried to tell them I was missing. I always knew I was the guy, I never second guessed it The stuff I'm blessed with ain't the same as what the next get That drive and that hunger running deeper than the rest is And everything I do I must perfect it, I be restless And I ain't never tried to be another guy Disrespect the caterpillar, rave about the butterfly What if I never made the- I like my chili hot As a matter of fact, I like my chili so goddamn hot That you can cook a hog's ass in a spoonful when a working man such as myself wants a little hot fixing, I reach for that bottle of mama's goddamn hot chili. Smooth, tender chunks with chili beans filled with mama's hot bastard bacon bits and drizzled with just the right amount of thick, savory sauce, dripping with noodle nuggets and Texas tough onions. Mm-mm, that's hot. Goddamn hot. Ask for it by name. You are listening to Podomatic Radio. What's up, guys? You've been listening to The Scoreboard. Like us on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash scoreboard 808. And you can also follow HBK and the Arcade on Twitter at DXHeartbreakKid in Arcade. And remember, you can catch us every Tuesday on Podomatic Radio. It's already 110 in the summer, and if it gets one degree hotter, I'm going to kick your ass. Hey guys, it's mail time! This is the part of the show where we answer your questions. We usually expect questions like these. Tell me about Spider-Man. Why wasn't Thor in that one? Do you guys think that if MJ hadn't died, he would still be alive today? And these. What the fuck do a mermaid got to do with coffee any motherfucking way? And for the love of God, you spell check. Take it away, fellas. Appreciate it. It's that time to the last mail time of the year so we appreciate you guys for always sending your questions and willing to chop it up with us so we got five questions and let's get into it first question comes from andre from michigan so yo fellas what do you think of ryan garcia's performance uh saturday night and him calling out shakur stevenson missed it entirely didn't see the fight i had to work this weekend uh Shakur Stevens will beat his fucking ass. He's not ready for that. So that's I can I can talk on the Shakur Stevens part of it. He will beat his ass. That's period, period. in the discussion. Period. You're in, in discussion. Uh, like as far as the fight, I like. I mean, he looked okay. I mean, you know what I'm saying. I say he looked okay. I like it was nothing like dazzling or anything like that, but he looked all right. Like you know, saying he was he was back at 140, which is power at 140 is unfucking real. So 
And I think he fought Tank at 130. Yeah, he did. At 130, so that I'd say he he looked exactly how I expected him to look at 140. But he he doesn't he doesn't want to see Shakur Stevenson. No, that, no, that, he that, does not. He does not want that at all. He does not. He want get, that. He, 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 like he, he does not want that. He was talking about how like you know Shakur Stevenson can't draw. I like technically the reason you got the big payday because you fought Tank Davis. Tank yeah, Davis got you big. The problem is that, the problem is that every motherfucker. That could fight Shakur Stevenson doesn't want to. Doesn't want to. It ain't. It ain't a problem with him. Yeah. It's a problem with y'all. Yeah. That's the problem. Is y'all? I said Devin Haney is moving up a weight class because he's Devin Haney. So he's trying. He's vacating all of his belts, and Devin Haney is somebody who I like a lot. He doesn't want to see that. Yeah, because Devin Haney might have lost his fight, his last fight, maybe. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? So. You know, again, like I said, these dim motherfuckers don't want to fight him. Yeah. Plain and fucking simple. Yeah, like, it's getting to the point where you like people be having like mandatory stuff like that. Like nobody really be wanting to fight this kid. Yeah, because he's better than them, and they all know it. Uh, they all know it. Everybody knows. It. Yeah, everybody knows. I like they, they're scared. Or at the very, at the very least, if they don't know it, because boxers a lot of times think they can beat anybody. Yes, because they arrogant. There's a, there's a, there's so much. There's an ego and an arrogance. I can beat the fuck at anybody. Yeah. To perform at that level in that sport, you kind of have to have, be that. You kind of have to be. The, the thing is, it might not be even be the fighters. The managers are telling them, yeah. "Yo, dog, you need to move up a weight class." Yo, dog. That we don't want that fight right now. We want this fight because yeah. this fight, and they'll give them all the mental gymnastics when all the managers trying to do is like, you don't yeah, want like, right, like this, this, like this is what's best for your career and all. Yeah, that they'll stuff. say all the right stuff like, yeah. nah, nah, that that fight. They're like, yo, we push that fight a little further down the line. We get a little bit more clout under your belt. Yeah, that, like that's what they yeah, tell yeah, you. It's like get make a little bit more money and like you know what I'm saying. Let's make this easy money, money first, yeah. like this guaranteed money, because like look, it's everybody's scared to lose that zero. Yeah, everybody, exactly. everybody is scared to lose that zero mm-hmm. and it like you know say everybody kind of wants to be Floyd Mayweather you can't be that I like yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, there ain't a whole lot of that. It ain't a whole lot of that. And for the people that, like, you know what I'm saying, to be like, he picked his opponents. Nobody's beaten more world champions than Floyd. Y'all like, so that debunks that. But, like, you know what I'm saying, the mere fact, like, people are scared to lose. And, like, yeah, you know, that's why, that's why, like, you know what I'm saying, the big fights, you know what I'm saying, can't really happen like that. And, like, you know what I'm saying, like I said, I cre- give credit to Ryan Garcia. He, he lost 10 pounds and moved two weight classes to fight Tank Davis because he knew that was the only way. Way he was gonna fight Tank Davis. Yeah, exactly. Like I said, but again, dude, nobody wants Shakur Stevens. Yeah, nobody wants him. Yeah, nobody, nobody wants to fight him because I think the only people in the world that that would probably want that is probably Tank Davis. But the thing is, Shakur would have to move uh, move up to one thirty. Yeah, I which I don't think he'd have a problem doing. But like I said, like tanks in the tanks in the space now. Like if you wanna if you wanna see tank, you have to come to tank. Yeah, cause tank tank tank, tank ain't coming to you. Yeah, cause that's that's where he's at. Yeah, cause he's a name. You know, it's kind of like Marvin Hagler. Like if like you know saying back in the day, like you're like Marvin Hagler wasn't coming to you. You like if you wanna, he's like this is my division. Yeah, it's my division. You are gonna have to come see me. You know, like you got to fight me at my weight. Yeah. So like, but that's the thing. Like nobody wants to fight Shakur Stevenson, is, and it's kind of sad because I like he's probably the most talented boxer right now yeah. in the world. You know, so I like, yeah, and I was just like, I'm kind of disappointed in Devin Haney because I wanted to see that fight. Yeah. And I guess he realized, like, I can't beat this kid either. Yeah, exactly. So there you go. Uh, second question comes from Jonathan from Florida. So, how's it going, guys? Happy holidays. So, what do you think of the Minnesota Timberwolves being the best, uh, one of the best teams in the NBA? It's super, fun. it's super fun to watch it. Nas Reed, that that big three thing's kind of working, man. Because Nas Reed is 50-40-90 flirting with that. Cat, mm-hmm. they're the two 50-40-90 guys in the league right now. Mm-hmm. And then obviously with Anthony um, Edwards, yeah, Anthony Edwards, they're like. You know, and Jaden McDaniels, like they, they finally hit on some of these dudes. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Cat's soft, but like it don't really matter, matter. because of the way this team is set up. Like Gobert kind of is, is designed to kind of hide some of Edwards' deficiencies. And Nas Reed is a younger, better, like more aggressive minded guy. You know, Jaden McDaniels is a fucking dude. Uh, I think, like, you know what I'm saying? 
Anthony Edwards' time in USA Basketball helped him tremendously. I think it did too. Like, it helped him tremendously. You could, you could just see the efficiency yeah. that, that he's playing with this year. And, and, and the confidence that he's playing with now. Because, you know, like, during. Yeah, and he's the, always been confident. But USA Basketball, there was no doubt he was the best player on that team. Yeah, it wasn't close either. He, yeah, he, was, the be, he was the best player. Yeah, he was that dude. Mm-hmm. You like, so. And I think we've been waiting for that for a while because we always knew we've always seen flashes of it. Yeah, but like the consistency and like just the I'm that dude every night. Every night, I'm the closer. I am the I'm the alpha and omega of this team. I I, I am everything. Yeah, like it it ends and begins with me. It's fucking cool to watch, man. And it's great because that 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 allows Cat to be himself because like I love Cat, extremely talented. On a championship squad, Cat's probably number two or number three. Yeah, exactly. You know, like Cat's not the number one. I'll no, let's prove that. No, Cat shoots well and he scores well, but Cat don't have interest in doing anything else. Yeah. Cat also cries and moans and complains about not getting calls. And Anthony Edwards is a dog. Is a dog. So like it works out. It works out. Yeah, he can be softer and charming. As long as Anthony Edwards is doing his thing, yeah. it don't matter. As long as you have some dogs around him. Yeah, because Jake Daniels seems like he got some dog in yeah. him. Nas Reed seems like he's got some dog in him. And like, and that's the thing I tell guys, like, if you soft, I like, you know, there's nothing wrong with like, you know, saying with being with being soft. But like, my thing is, like, I can't have my number one guy being soft. Yeah, see, that's a problem. I like, I, 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 I can have my my number three leading scorer being soft, and I'm my number four. Hell, depending on who's your alpha, I don't even mind my number two guy being kind of soft. But mm-hmm. you know, like, your number one guy, your main guy, cannot be that. Exactly. Exactly. But yeah, no, the Timberwolves are doing really well this year. Um, I'm happy to see it, man. It's always nice to see new blood. It's happy to see a team that has been, has really been, has struggled since Kevin Garnett and yeah. Wally Zerbiak. Honestly. Yeah, and Latrell's pretty well in Sam Cassell. Yeah, I was like, they have struggled since that era of the Timberwolves. And even then, like, you know, they were barely floating above water, like, which is crazy because there was, like, this crazy stat that, like, they were, that they spent, like, 13 days, like, you know what I'm saying, as the number one seed in the West during Kevin Garnett's entire tenure with the uh, with the Timberwolves. He's only had, the, he's only been in the number one seed as, uh, like, 13 days. Yeah, exactly. And the thing is, like, the, the Timberwolves look good, man. They're fun to watch. Um, I'm happy for it, man. I really am. Truly. And I think that anybody that doesn't enjoy seeing this is, quite frankly, they're not following this team, and they're just being fucking haters. Oh, like, and my thing is, like, or they just being bandwagoners because the thing is, which is why I love the Denver Nuggets winning the title. People were saying, like, you know... Uh, Nobody can bandwagon that team. It's an unbandwagon. And the Timberwolves are kind of an unbandwagonable team. Like, you can't... Nobody's going to take it. Oh, I've been with the Timberwolves. No, you haven't. No, you fucking haven't. I've only met one Timberwolves fan my whole life. One. One. You know what I'm saying? That's some crazy shit. Yeah. And I was surprised when I met that motherfucker. I was like, really? Yeah, I've only met one Timberwolves fan. Actually, I met two. Yeah, but they actually were from Minnesota. Yeah, I would say it was Min- it was a Minnesota person. Same. I like it as far. I've met one De- like Denver Nuggets fan, but he was from Colorado. <laughs> so I like it's like it's, that. That's why I enjoyed it, just for the mere fact people were saying, "So yeah, you can't bandwagon." It's just some some teams you cannot bandwagon. I like the Milwaukee Bucks is another. Yeah, like it's starting to become cool to do that now after the fact, but during the fact, yeah. I like you, you couldn't do it. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, like you couldn't do. Nobody was gonna take you seriously. Nobody. I like, and like I know for like for the fans, I feel I feel great for you guys. Just for the mere fact, all the abuse and everything that you know, saying you've taken, you can finally get the fruits of your labor. Yeah. Uh, third question comes from Garrett from Boston. Say, so, hey guys, which NBA teams are your biggest surprise and biggest disappointments thus far? Um, you know. Um, I would say the Clippers are a little disappointing with the all-star roster they have. I mean, they're not even, like, dog shit bad. Um, I would have said, though, like, the Detroit Pistons. And all I would say the, Pist- the Pistons are, yeah, the Pistons are disappointing. To, to see them be as bad as they are with some of the, the, the talent. That ta- the capital that they've spent, that's and, disappointing. And the young talent that they have. Um, obviously, the Timberwolves are a surprise, a pleasant one. Um, I'm trying to think of who else kind of uh, falls. Another one for me is the Orlando Magic. The the Magic are very good, and that's fun to watch, too. Because, again, man, it's nice to see this infusion of young blood and young talent. It's nice. 
um, this is what you want to see. And the mere fact, like, you know what I'm saying, I, I would always just say, like, every 10 to 12 years, like, you know what I'm saying, the magic pull, pull it together. Like, they'll have, like, they'll have, like, a four, like, a two to three year run. Yeah. They can do some shit. Then, once their guys get of age I and mean, when they get some clout they all leave that's just how it is yeah exactly you know? so like every 10 to 12 years they always put put some shit together yeah I mean, it, happened, it happened with Shaq and Penny it happened with Dwight and J uh, Jameer Nelson and, and, and the crew that was a really good team and it's starting to ha happen with Paolo but the thing with this is Paolo's like in year two so my thing is like if they play their cards right right they could have this kid for like another five or six years. Yeah, exactly. Um, the other thing too is think about this. Um, the, the Oklahoma City Th Thunder are another team that I would say are a pleasant surprise just because they are. Chet, Chet Holmgren looks like he could be a 90-50-40 guy. Yeah, that guy is. <laughs> he's, he's good, he, he, man. He's every he's every bit as good as advertised. Yeah. Yeah, I was like, dude. <laughs> Shay like vouches for him hardcore. Shay's like, no, that dude's up. No, I remember Patrick Beverly was talking about him. I like, you know, because he was talking about it on his podcast. And like, you know, as a white guy, the like, oh, as far as you play, if you, any white dudes that play basketball, like the be the best compliment a black player could ever say about you is, he was sitting there like, is is the because I think he asked him like, is Chet really like that? And he was like, bro, that dude is the N word. Yeah, yeah, like he's one of those. He's one of us. So, so Patrick Beverly was like, "Well, shit, welcome to the club." He's one of those. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, Chet, Chet, Chet's fired, man. Um, he's unguardable, like fucking. So, like I said, man, I'm, I've been. That's gonna be a very fun byline to follow. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I think that about covers it. So, uh, next question comes from Paul for New Orleans. He was like, bro, he said, bros, who do you think is going to get Juan Soto and those two Japanese players in free agency? Hey, it's a complete clusterfuck. I have no idea. Uh, and, 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 there's so many teams. This is the winter meetings, dude. Like, yeah. this is a fucking clusterfuck. I like it because I knew you wasn't, I like, at first, I like, I thought you were talking about Otani, but I was like, no, you're talking about Yamamoto and some Japanese outfielder that I like. Well, himself. yeah, yeah, but also, but yeah, Otani's, there, Otani, there's about six teams yeah. that, that are down in the Otani. It's like the Dodgers, the Cubs, the, Red the Braves, uh, um, there's a couple other teams. That'd the Mariners. I like how cool that'd be if that'd you be, went to Atlanta. That'd be fucking crazy. That'd be dope. That'd be fucking crazy. Uh, now, you know, then but, you but they, they're saying like you know his contract could be. He, they talking about Mike Trout numbers, probably even more. Oh, it's gonna be crazy as fuck. Um, but the thing is, Soto's not gonna go to the Braves, even though there have been some swirling about that because the Braves traded for Jared Klinik from the Mariners, uh -huh. which that says the Mariners are trying to clear money uh -huh. uh, to make a play at one of these guys. Mm -hmm. um, the Blue Jays are heavy in on Otani. Uh, like I said, there, there's. There were talks about uh, um, Soto to the Yankees, but those kind of stalled. Yeah, because like, they kind of they, they want they, they want too many players for him, which is understandable. I mean, they want a haul for him. Um, again, like I said, there's just a lot of I don't fucking I, know because yeah, it's I've, so. And the thing is, um, as far as like the other two guys, the the, pit, the the pitcher has said that he would like to go to a team. I think he ends up in Boston. I'll say I think he ends up in Boston Yamamoto. because yeah because uh, one of his teams from the Japanese uh, baseball team uh, the World Baseball Classic team play and he has said his preference is to play with another Japanese player um, so which is why I guess the, the reports are probably true about the Yankees be trying to be all in on both of them yeah exactly oh, so like I said say him and uh, the, the outfielder because that's like a two for one yeah yeah that's a two for one or like you know, what I'm saying if somebody gets a Tani, I like you know, what I'm saying that might be in, uh, be in play for one of them because I think he's going to be the first domino to fall. To be honest with you, I think so too. As far as like the Japanese players go, I think Otani gets signed first. Then wherever he lands, I like you know, what I'm saying that's just gonna is a lot of the, a lot of the smoke is gonna clear for like you know, what I'm saying the other teams to possibly get one of the two. Yeah, well, like one of those two for sure, for sure. Last question comes from. Hold on, let me look at it. Uh, Jason from Chicago. He said, hey guys, I was wondering who was your pick for NFL MVP this year? 
Lamar, maybe? Um, I like I like Lamar Jackson for that. Uh, Dak I, Prescott, you could sell me on. I like Christian McCaffrey. Um, McCaffrey wouldn't be bad, but they're not going to give it a. That's a non. That's a non quarterback. They don't give it to non quarterbacks anymore, hardly. Um, McCaffrey would be a good one, but that's probably not going to happen. Um, Jalen Hurts. Jalen Hurts, possibly. Um, even though his, I don't, I, I look at him a little lesser than some of the other candidates on the table. Um, is there anybody else that I would say? I mean, if Tyree Kill goes for two thousand yards, that's on the table. Yeah. Even though Tua also is on the table. Tua is also on the table. Uh, for that. Um, yeah, some, some, some of probably one of those guys. I saw you the first person I heard say Lamar. People, a lot of people are saying it's like you know, saying it's a two-man race between Dak and uh, Jalen Hurts. Yeah, I don't fuck with that, honestly. Yeah. Well, with Dak or Jalen Hurts, I don't fuck with Jalen Hurts being in that race, honestly. No disrespect, Jalen Hurts, but again, he's just when I think about the season he had last year versus the season he's having this year, I'm just like, I just don't fucking. It's almost like he's suffering from his own success. Yeah, because it seemed like he had a better season last. He did. He did, 100%. 100%. And I just think that the Eagles are kind of, like, stumbling through it. Like, I feel like they're, they're, like, barely winning games. And then they, like, they played a quality opponent. And they got their fucking teeth kicked in. You know what I'm saying? They played the 49ers, and the 49ers beat the shit out of them. I mean, to be fair to them, they were due. Yeah, they were due for it. But, but, yeah, because that's what I'm saying. Again, they've kind of eked by. Like, they eked by the Chiefs. They eked by the Vikings. Yeah. They, like, eked by, like, a few teams. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's, that's what the good teams do. They do. They do. So, like I said, but again, I just think that the, uh, I just think they're vulnerable versus, like, last year it was, like, the Eagles were the best team in the NFC. Yeah. Uh, I think that they're just more vulnerable. And, hell, year. like, even with that with that win, a lot of 49er fans are saying if we would have had Brock Purdy, we would have beat y'all last year, too. So, then you have that. But I Dude, D- Debo Samuel flat out, or Brandon Ayak, I can't remember which one of them. I think it was Debo. Debo, I think Debo said. I think Debo Samuel said flat out, yeah, if we had had Brock Purdy last year, we'd have ran them. Yeah. And then, sure enough, they fucking they, they, they did. They ran them. <laughs> So like they did. All right, it's just a mere fact. Like you know, it's just man. They have way too many playmakers. Like you know, it's tough, them. man. It's like, tough. It's, it's real tough. And the mere fact, like you know, one of my favorite players. People are like you know, people don't talk about this enough. Like had them getting Chase Young has paid huge dividends. Yeah, man, it's helped them a lot. It's helped them a lot because like at yeah. at some point, like you know, what I'm saying you're gonna have to single Nick Bosa. Yeah, it's it well, it's tough sledding because like you're making a choice to fucking so, solo him or uh, what's his face they got from fucking uh they got from the Colts Forrest Whit Bucker yeah for uh the 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 Forrest Bucker yeah which is crazy though because the mere fact the Eagles have the offensive line to deal with that Lane Johnson held his own against Nick Bosa oh Lane Johnson flattened him yeah most of the game. Yeah, Nick. Like, like on, on an island, one on one, was just kicking yeah, his ass. Yeah, Lane. Because that's how good Lane Johnson is. Yeah. All right, so they have the offensive line to do it. Jason Kelsey's the best center center in football. Like they have the guys that they're left. The, pro- the, pro- the problem was the other end. They couldn't stop them. Yeah. That was the problem. They just were because the 49ers are fucking hard to stop. They just have so much. It's like so Brandon Ayuk, fucking Kittle, Debo Samuel, Christian McCaffrey. It's a all star. Again, and that's not even. Yeah, like you had the best left tackle, like guarding your quarterback's blind side. It is, like I said, man. It is just a cavalcade of of assholes. That is a hard fucking team, team to, to slow stop. down. It's hard. Man. It's a hard team to stop. It just really is. It really is. I like so. I remember you were saying that because I've been on the I've been on the Eagles bandwagon saying that they thought they were the best team in football, and I like. My my thing is I feel like this I still I still feel I like because if they if they went out and get home field advantage mm. and shout out to my homeboy Marty who's a huge Eagles fan I like it he's told me this and I kind of agree with him like if you don't catch him in the, like in a divisional round mm-hmm. but then again because I feel like they needed this they needed this and I feel like whenever they see a San Fran again it they probably still might lose but it's not going to be an ass whooping and they did that. In Philadelphia, yeah, that's that's a hard place to like, you know, what I'm saying to play and beat the Philadelphia Eagles. It is, especially, especially going from cross uh, cross country. Yeah, it's crazy. 
Yep. It's crazy. So I, I don't know, man. To me, like it's really up in the air. We really won't know until we come back from Christmas break. Because yeah. I think by that time, you're like, you know, what I'm saying it'll be, like, it'll be at the end of end of the season, and we can give you a better. I'll end up give you a better picture of that. But in the next couple of weeks, about the people that we name, like, should be separating themselves, yeah. you know, in that, in that, in that, in that conversation. Right. So, with that being said, so that's the end of our show. So the last show of 2023. I like we like to thank all of you guys. I like you know saying for listening to us and supporting us, uh, like and supporting us. I like I know a lot of people. I like had their wrapped up in Spotify and like you know a good friend of the show Cody Can sent I like you know sent uh, sent me his and we're like top five podcasts that like you know that we listen to so shout out to him yep. you know what I'm saying so I appreciate I appreciate everybody I like you know saying who does that I appreciate the work the arcade does I appreciate everybody's work on I like you know behind the scenes and yeah I like you guys have a you guys be safe out there during your Christmas break. And yeah, you guys enjoy all the bowl games. And as far as us coming back, we'll let you guys know. I like and all that good stuff. So, yeah. uh, is there anything you'd like to add? Uh, hopefully, your holiday season is bright, lovely, and full of loved ones and joy. Um, it's not an easy time of year for everybody. Um, so, hopefully, um, it's not an easy time for you. Uh, hopefully, you find some grace and peace and solitude where you can and if it is a fun time of year for you make it full of love and joy and good friends good food and good family i like and just appreciate that mm-hmm. yes yeah. so, so i love and appreciate that because and be thankful for that because not everybody has that absolutely absolutely has that. so with that being said so we'll see you guys in 2024 you guys be blessed and be safe we'll see you guys on the next one